What is going on? Bar Down Breakdown. And tonight, we're joined by our homies in good terms out in L.A. Holding it down. You're listening to their latest track, Old Friend, which just came out about like two or three weeks ago at this point. And it is just exactly my cup of tea. This is the type of pop punk that I am all about and super pumped to chat with you guys tonight. So how are we doing, Zach and Geo? But I'm going to call you G-Bones because it says G-Bones. On G-Bones, your- baby. <laughs> Crashing boards and power chords, baby. Let's go. There we go. <laughs> we're we're doing very well. How about yourselves? Not bad. Uh, I actually, I'm like running on fumes right now. I had a overnight trip with my fifth grade students the past, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then Sunday, drove two and a half hours to Raleigh to watch the Islanders lose. And then drove home and didn't get home until midnight. And then taught today somehow. So we're we're doing it. We're in it. We're getting it. Yeah. Nice. So, so uh, yeah, let, let's just jump into um, Old Friend. Uh, like I said, it's only been out a couple of weeks now. And... From my thorough research, it looks like you guys do a lot of your own producing and mixing and recording and stuff like that. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. So you guys did uh, that all yourself, all DIY and we did. mixing DIY. and everything? Like, because I, I do know a lot of bands will like record and, and produce their own stuff, but then like still will send it out to mixing because that's like super complicated for a lot of bands. So you're even doing the mixing as well? Yeah, the, the the only thing we didn't do was mastering, which we sent to uh, Mike Collision, who is like the modern goat of mastering. I feel like every album that I, I at one point I liked uh, on my liked song Spotify playlist, I went through 10 masters in a row or 10 songs by 10 different artists. And I was like, oh, Mike mastered all of these. I only knew that just because I'm a nerd and I just whatever. But uh yeah, he he seems like he's doing everything and Geo it makes great masters as well, but every time we send him something back to him I'm like I listen to it and I'm like this doesn't sound that different and then I'll play it against Geo's and I'm like oh yeah, it's yeah. We got our money's worth. It it sounds great. Which is no slight to Geo. He's Mike's just very good. I can I can make them loud um but not good. Uh, for the most part. Gio, it's great to hear you from under that bus that just hit you. <laughs> you just... <laughs> you know what's so funny? Head. You know my favorite part about this so far is like, yeah, you guys are like mixing all your own stuff. Like that's hard to do. It's like complicated. And I'm the one with the like severely messed up uh, audio. Th- this is making <laughs> a lot of sense. Yeah, go listen to our song, dude. I mixed it. It's uh, I'm a professional audio man. um yeah i will geo and i were uh college roommates and geo studied production in college and i i went in like before going to college i learned a lot about production and just you know enough but i learned a lot just kind of like via being in the same room as him and him getting excited about a new i don't know plug in like getting the waves crack and giving it to him and then watching him open up his computer with every single waves plug-in when we were 19 and just you know those, and to be those... fair to be fair i've never pirated or cracked a plug-in <laughs> in my life everything that i use i own completely waves isotope <laughs> fab filter 
I promise they're not listening to this podcast. <laughs> they don't have any hockey fans over there. We're not even a blip on their radar. <laughs> Maybe we are. Who knows? We'll find out when now they, we they send you guys a cease and desist. Yeah. Somebody from Waves <laughs> is listening to this like, fuck these guys. I don't know if you if you guys saw this, but they uh, they just made like a subscription model for their plugs. Oh, like Pro that, Tools? Yes. It, except it's like their Waves Ultimate bundle or whatever it's called gold or something and it's every plugin and it's thirty dollars a month and people were so mad that they just were like we're like oh okay yeah sorry uh well we'll still they made it so like you could if you had already bought a license you still had to then resubscribe so they were like oh if you will still make licenses you can still buy it but you'll you can also subscribe which is a fine option but yeah people were people were big mad about that but hey, it's all right. We're out we here. Waves. We're out here. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I guess uh, tell me about the response from the the latest single single and uh, kind of. I, I I watched the video. The video is absolutely hysterical. So <laughs> I guess kind of let let's just dive into all things old friend. Yeah, man. Where to begin? Um, this is like we so we're just releasing a bunch of singles at the moment right now all this will likely be on what will be lp2 or maybe it'll it'll be an ep i don't know but it'll probably just end up being a full album but before we uh kind of did a lot of hurry up and wait like finish a bunch of songs then properly record everything then record all the drums then edit all the drums then get everything mix prepped then give it to geo to mix and what whatever and so this time we were like dude let's just like finish them and just put them out and that's kind of how we've been doing it. It's just kind of have that cycle. And because we do everything ourselves, it's like easier to kind of, I don't know, split things up and get it done that way. So Old Friend is number two of that. I don't know if you guys have heard our song. It came up before it, Drive In. Um, when we did these three songs, we've been doing like three at a time just because that's like how many we can knock out in a day of drums. Um, yeah. We, you know, just rent a great studio that we've, uh, done this the song from this session and the next one um, we did at this place called King Size in in LA. That's like I don't know. It's my favorite drum room. I think it's Geo's as well. Um, and he engineered that and crushed it. And our homie Brendan, we hired him to play drums on it. And he's an amazing engineer and like just all around just audio great audio nerd. Um, and drum nerd so he has like a million options and we can shoot a bunch of stuff out and whatever but in that first chunk of songs drive-in was kind of like our our guitar player ivan's song that he was like really leading and he kind of wrote the riff and it was about his life and the next one coming up is called cough that'll be out in like our singer brian because all of us are songwriters in the band so we don't we kind of just bring each of us will just bring something that we're like leading on to the table and then we'll finish it together this one is my song um and so those lyrics are i mean i wrote them with my guys but this is you know about my life and everything uh so i'm sure we'll dive into that at some point but yeah geo you have anything to add uh <laughs> aside from that not really i mean this was um uh, from a mixing standpoint, uh, I'm trying to remember. I think this one kind of slotted into a good spot pretty early. Um, 
this one was obviously very personal for Zach. Um, so, you know, a lot of my, my time as a mixer is trying to please myself a lot of the time. It's kind of like a, like a self, uh, it's like a self fulfilling job. And and this one felt kind of nice for me. Cause I got to really push this in a place where I was like, okay, I like, I'm, I was really focused on, you know, making everybody really happy with this one. And like everyone hype is, uh, as hell for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, this one, this one, I, I feel, I feel like strange talking about this one because this is such like a Zach song. And this was like by far and away, like the biggest, like, w- like one person, one person's story. Not that everyone can't relate to it, but this is like a huge, like hugely specific to Zach. Um, yeah. Like it's, I, it's like, he's like taking from like specific aspects of like what he's been through. And while everyone can relate to it, it's like, oddly specific and personal to to zach and you're trying to right mix it in a way where you can kind of carry on the story that the instrumentals and lyrics have done but also in a way that can kind of like i don't know can i can i use a a, a tom word uh i'm trying to think of a big fancy thesaurus word but i can't think of one <laughs> but put it all Stick together where you know. can kind of like tell a story that you know zach started and you need to continue it through like the map like the mixing of everything yeah, like yeah. like sonically, it felt kind of like this like huddle that we got to have with Zach. Like it was kind of like, um, you know, like allegorically speaking, like it it did feel like Zach was telling us all this shit that he was going through with his dad, and we all got to be like, "You got it, brother," and that yeah. and that felt really nice. Like it felt nice to just kind of like, um, you know, be boys with our boy, and that and that's yeah. like a lot of good terms to me is that. So, yeah, the. We So one benefit of being able to handle a lot of this stuff, I mean, I'm sure you guys know this from a production standpoint, like when, you know, somebody makes an album, there's a lot of the same things can copy over, right? Like yeah. the, the same drum tones you're using and the same guitar tones, whatever, like you can kind of between songs and then you'll, you'll dial things in, you know, however they see fit between the songs. And this was the second one that we mixed, Drive In being the first. And if you listen to them back to back, they don't really, I don't think the in the mastered versions, they sound that different, but the first mix was geo still killed it but when it came back it was very similar to drive in in like the tones that came over yeah and i just had this like gut feeling of like ah, i just doesn't and i never am like it speaking in like an ethereal way i'm usually pretty like analytical i was like it just doesn't feel like sincere enough and i didn't know what that meant and it's kind of tough to usually i'm the one like on the other side kind of critiquing that and chasing you know something else and it's weird to be in the the more artist seat on this one and like being like okay this does sound objectively good but it just doesn't so there's a lot of things that we did from that standpoint to like i don't know give it more of whatever that feeling is i think we clear you know just backed away some of the aggression in some spots and yeah um yeah there's a you know variety of nerd shit that we can (laughs) dig into but i didn't answer you before when you're saying how's the reaction and i think our, all of our songs have been really personal um, and have been, you know, about like chasing some type of catharsis in the lyrics. But this is like the first one that it feels like, oh, like this is hitting a little different, um, which I mean, I didn't write it necessarily. I wrote it for myself. I wrote it just because I needed to like get this shit out. Yeah. But it's cool that. I mean, it's unfortunate that it, so many people relate to this kind of thing, but 
it's just like a fact, you know, you people have struggles with like lifelong friends or family members or, you know, whatever mine in, in particular in this was with my dad, but it was also with, with my mom and with pretty much my entire family. Uh, we didn't talk for like two years because of like a conflict that I had with my mom. I actually wrote this before the pandemic or I wrote some of it and it's kind of just like lingered around and I didn't know how to finish it. And, um, we had like a massive fight that was like, it was about something serious, but the fact that it like hung around with this so much long. animosity. Yeah. For so long was just so dumb. Um, and that was like a huge learned lesson, I think on both of our parts, but certainly on my part of just like, dude, like this is your fucking family. Like you don't get another one. And it's not like, my family and I are just like, we're, we're okay. Like they're literally my favorite people. Like my dad is my best friend. And I mean, that's where like old friend comes from. And I had yeah. parts of this at down and there's like some political things and there's some, you know, life things, career, those types of things. And, um, that, you know, the first two verses of the song, like really address. And the whole second part of it is in the, the third verse and the bridge is made, you know, me explaining, like, can I just, can we put this shit aside? Like, it's not that it's not important, but can I just show you my songs? Can we just jam out and drive around and listen to music? Cause that's what we do every time I was home. It's yeah. also tough, like COVID the, the instability of that, the instability of like not being around my parents and just like all this buildup of those two things on top of each other and just missing them. And after a while, like the feeling of missing them was just way more painful than, you know, whatever disagreement we had. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's, it was a brutal thing, but I think in a lot of ways I'm, I had to like, I had to go through, you know, some like really tough battles with myself and like, you know, a lot of time in therapy, like really change, you know, change, like rewiring things. And I think I'm definitely better for it that like the way that something maybe now would have bothered me or would have really set me off. Now I kind of feel like I have the tools to, to deal with that. I mean, yeah. it has, it isn't like our, you know, <laughs> our disagreement is fully over or anything, but I feel like now there's at least an ability to like communicate and be like, Hey man, because before it just used to get everything used to get so flammable and it used to just be like, oh, such and such thing, such and such thing. Fuck you. Fuck you. And, you know, it's like that's not really the people that we are like. Yeah. Parents are like very like intelligent, reasonable people. And they're also just like fun. Like every time my dad would come to college, like my friends want to see him more than I do at sure. times. Like, yeah. And, you know, he's the fucking man. So it's yeah, like it's just a it's just a you know a difficult thing and i guess you know a lot of people are going through the same thing which is a bummer but i'm happy that we can you know provide something to connect with and and get people through it brian our our singer he was saying that um one of his childhood best friends texted him and was like hey man um my like like my, I don't even think he knew it. He was just like, Hey, my dad passed away like last month and I've been using your song totally as a crutch because we had like beef over, you know, a variety of things. And now I just listen to this and I just, I don't think about the beef. I just think about how much I miss him. 
And that like really, really hurt me. I was like, dude, cause that could have been me, man. Like that could have yeah. been, you know, it could have been like, I can't call and talk to him about the giants or something because like we had some dumb beef, like my favorite person's gone. It's just, you know, I think it's just a reminder to like cherish the people and the things that are important to you and be appreciative of, of those things and not let the small stuff get in the way. Even if the small stuff seems really big and it is big in some ways, but like who you voted for or what somebody thinks you should do with your career or something like that, like trivial. Yeah. In the grand scheme of like somebody's like involvement in your life and how much you love them, like it's pretty minuscule. And like, if you can't look past those things, it doesn't mean they're like, you know, they're right or you're whatever. It's like, you just got to find a way to, establish some quality communication and now we can like we can be like all right cool like we don't we don't agree and that's all good and like that tone that i just used saying that like that's the feeling it's like i'm not worked up i'm calm we can still talk about things and like the more that everybody does that i found it's like we're all a lot similar than we think i think you know i don't want to get all conspiracy on this but like the powers that be are trying to make us seem further apart than we really are. I think we all probably want a lot of the same things, maybe in different ways and we don't know it, but the way, the more that we just like calmly talk, you know, and share our feelings, those things I, I have found personally get resolved or at least like cooled down pretty effectively. Um, but yeah, I feel like I just rambled for 10 minutes and I don't know. I'll give, I'll give you guys space to ask question or Gio say something. Catch uh, catch good terms at the next uh, show at the United Nations. <laughs> <laughs> TED, TED Talk YouTube.com/slash TED Talk. No, but it's it's true though. Like I feel like, especially with kind of like everything that's been going on in the last three years, a lot of people have kind of drifted away from these relationships that we used to have. You know, albeit you know, you know, father, son, mother, daughter. Uh, mother, son, siblings, cousins, uncles, um, even best friends. Like you, you kind of see this occurring thing. And while not, well, not a lot of people are kind of very like vocal about it, or they kind of like, it's a very taboo subject to kind of talk about. Um, because a lot of people think that like, oh, like, you know, they're going to get kind of like either looked down upon by their friends or something. If they're not like, you know, I was like, there's a joke on Shorzy where there, where he was just like, they haven't even called their moms yet. Like they just got off a plane and they haven't even called their parents. Like what's going on. Uh, It's that same kind of aspect where it's like, it's like, well, no, like this is the situation that I'm going through right now with my parents or with like my family members. And it's, it's hard to kind of convey that. So the guy, the way you guys did it through like an artistic venture, you're able to have all these people connect to it because they're just listening to a song and being like, Oh fuck. Like, you guys are going through the same thing I'm going through and there's probably more people that are going through it. So it's not as uncommon as we think. Yeah. I mean, the, the only song that I had heard similarly to it um, and it was in, in a, not like directly inspired, but uh, was the song 19 by movements. Yep. Uh, And I remember I, I used to, I mean, our whole first album is it's, it's written by all of us, but a lot of that was about, you know, is these specific songs like Hamster Wheel or Wither Away. Like, though we all related on a lot of the same topics, but especially Wither Away was just about, you know, my life and hating the way that my life was going. And 
I had a you know desk job that I thought I wanted, and my parents pushed me super hard into having that, and it made me so fucking Miserable. unhappy. And I mean, and it was a, I worked at a record label, like it was a music job. And I think had it been at like an epitaph or somebody that I, you know, would have dreamed of like working with and like doing marketing for like bring me the horizon or something like I would have probably probably been happier, but I probably would have just been like a larger band aid on the situation to realize I'm like, dude, what what are you doing? Like, this is not what you want to do. Um and so in some ways I'm like grateful for, for that. And like the place I worked was cool that everyone, it was like a totally ethical experience, which as I'm sure you both know from the music industry is not, not the case all the time. It just, it just made me sad to be there. And, and I didn't know that going in. I, you know, I wish I did, but I think like you, there's like, I didn't have the, I was never the rebellious teen you know, like the fuck you mom and dad thing. Like, like I said, my parents are fucking sick. So like they, they were like, oh man, like you haven't, you haven't smoked weed yet. Like you should try, like you probably <laughs> like it. Like it's pretty sick or like, like, Hey, like all your friends, you guys jamming out in high school. Uh, like my, my, my house was like the jam spot in high school. And they would always come down and be like, my dad would be like, Hey guys, like, you know, I know you're not going anywhere. Like you want a beer? You want, you want a beer? And, you know, and we were all like, dude, no, like, we're straight edge, dad. Like, oh, fuck. Like, we don't want a beer, weirdo, you know? Um, it's like, it's different. So, so like, that was, that shit was always available to me. So I didn't care. It, like, you know, Gio had, had a similar thing too. It was like, music was that for me. And that, I think, was the rebellious thing that I had in my early 20s of being like, oh, hey, like, you know, especially going to like an art school and seeing all these people be like, you know, have like the, you know, the crunchy granola. The stereotypical. Pants. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which like in some ways, you know, I'm, I don't wish I had that, but there's some, they immediately just get the thing or like one of my, one of my friends or both of our friends, our friend Aubrey, she works on the business side of the industry, but her dad uh, is a great musician and he is like a keys player and an arranger. And he did a bunch of work on the, uh, Daft Punk Random Access Memories album and like among a million other things. So like she's like a daughter of a musician and kind of I just had more pers like again, I don't wish I had that necessarily like I'm grateful for my upbringing, but it was just different to see somebody else with that perspective because I grew up in suburban Virginia. Like there's no one really that's like doing real shit in music or in film or in some creative venture that's like, you know, that's involved in an industry in that way. And it just, I just, I don't think they had that perspective and I didn't have that other thing. So I think there's a lot of shit stemmed up in that of like, I remember when I quit my job, like that was not something they were stoked about. Um, and yeah, just a lot of buildup from all of that shit. Yeah. And yeah, man, it's tough. Um, I, I don't I don't remember what got me on this this run. <laughs> We're talking I, about the like, reaction for uh for I'm just good cooking friend. right now. Old friend of mine. Yeah. Once you get me uh, spinning yarn, I'm just gonna keep going. Um, so, so I was actually gonna ask. So because I, I was I was looking over. You know, you you put the song out a couple weeks ago. You know, it's it's about to break. You know, 10k probably in the next few days. But um, I think the most interesting part of your Spotify. And I don't know if you guys looked at this or not, but have you looked at your fans also? Like, I think it is the coolest conglomeration of musicians that I've ever seen in my life. Let's hear it. it. 
It changes you have pretty frequently. Corn. What? Number number what? one is corn. No, it's oh, that. not. One hundred percent. I had to look at my phone no, too just not. to make sure. It is number right number two is Fallout Boy. Okay, no. that checks out. Number yeah. three is Alkaline Trio. And then number four what is Spanish fuck? love songs. It Wait, is, is it really that? 100%. Yes. I looked at it and dude, I, I was corn? like, this is, this is the coolest oh, thing I've ever seen. Okay, Why is on. corn? Hold on. This is a, this is a glitch. No, uh, Justin this... just has been listening and doing a lot of research, and Justin's also a huge corn fan. <laughs> yeah, He's just been going back and forth and fucking up our algorithm. Just I've just been listening to you guys terms. on repeat since I found out that we we're going to have you on the podcast, and you're just now corns on your top artist now. <laughs> okay, this this is really weird and concerning, and thank you for bringing this to my attention because something's <laughs> really wrong. Because the last time I checked, it was like. Action adventure, Brooklyn. Um, yeah, like this. Let me say, there's got to. But I think Dude. these four bands. I would, I would take a <laughs> screenshot of this, and I would 100 percent put this it. all for your social media, because this is this is the this is the stuff of legends. You have obviously corn, and then you have <laughs> hilarious Chicago, Chicago favorites, Fall Out Boy and Alkaline Trio. And then you have the saddest band ever in existence with Spanish love songs. Oh my gosh. I okay, really well, want to know who this our band is, though. This gotta, is really I weird. I gotta go check with, them out. With 77 monthly listeners. Something and new our band and new band. Yeah. Uh, yes. And Dude, there's only what six. is happening? What okay. is truly this happening? This is very concerning, and I need to uh wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. So, so then, so then you go to you go to our band, not like out of time, but you go to the band called Our Band. Our and band, their yeah. their top band. So they look like they belong on like like Home Goods or like Anthrax. Of, what? Yeah, Anthrax, Testament, Slayer, Black Sabbath, Pantera, oh, Priest, Dude, and Motorhead. Something <laughs> is wrong. I think the algorithm's all messed up today, but this is great content. Okay, all right. I, wow. This is this is this is the the bio for our band. Steeped in the tradition of great male and female duets such as Johnny Cash and June Carter, <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with Alice Cooper, <laughs> Testament, and Anthrax. Do you? Hey, hey, Geo, be careful, man. There might be some some our band stands listening to this podcast. They're gonna be getting mad at. You never know, man. Hey, I was like, so awesome. down for like you know, a folk metal, like thrash metal folk two person band. She's just go. doing the gnarly you know vocals. Oh uh, man, I knew this was going to be bad. There was a uh, so uh, the ballad, the like the indie ballad from our previous album, Useless Things, got added to some bullshit playlist that had like five songs and no followers and got like 2,000 streams a day for a week. Um, and I bet you, oh, it's, it's a bot. And, and, and it's a, yeah. yeah, it's probably some. Uh, it's a bot. I work. I work so hard, man. I work we so hard botted. to get this Spotify <laughs> algorithm cooking for me, and we got fuck. botted. All right, yeah. it happens, dude, I just want to say, our band. I went to their Instagram, and they rip an accordion. Oh yep. man, they're accordion my other rock. Part. So if you go to if you go to the other band, new band, yeah. um, they oh, don't gosh. have. What, what was that band called? Is it the 
is it Judah the Lion? Yeah. What, what they have a band called Lion, Lion of, of Judah. Judah. <laughs> Lion of Judah. Oh my god. This yeah. is okay. Okay. So sorry, sorry I sent you guys on a whole on a whole oh, rabbit no. chase right now to fix this your algorithm awesome. on Spotify. My anxiety is, so is peaking awesome. right now. I think something's <laughs> like <laughs> severely wrong, but this is a great time for I'll an deal with that later. Mikey. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, let, let let's just change topics a little bit and uh, just kind of jump into the origination of Good Terms because you you mentioned how you guys are out in LA now, but that's not where where you're from originally. Gio, I know you're from Cape Cod, which that's I, I definitely want to jump into the music scene out in Cape Cod, but uh, yeah, dude. I guess most of you grew up in in like the Northern Virginia area, or you guys kind of met in college and. That's where you guys yeah, Zach, all became friends, or Zach and I. Zach in. and I. Uh, Zach and I met in college on our second day, nice. um, in a I believe it was a peer advisory group. Yep. Uh, and he was walking down the staircase, and I saw that he had. Please correct me if I'm wrong. An Amorosa shirt on. Yep, that's correct. Cool. Saw <laughs> uh, saw him with an Amorosa shirt on, and I said. Hey man, I love Amorosa. And then he looked at me with the cutest, cutest <laughs> twinkles in his eye. And uh, we've uh, been talking most days ever since. And that was maybe 10 years ago. Um, yep. Isn't yeah, that how but... it always works? So, like, my wife walked into my college apartment wearing a Say Anything shirt. And oh, I was just like, oh my God. That's a key. I was just like, this is going to be my wife. And long story well, short what was what was this what was the say anything shirt what what uh what it was like was the it? one with the the um like the t-rex on it like, kind of <laughs> yeah, like the yeah, godzilla dude. t-rex yeah yeah well right, Mikey, so... i i have the great uh date idea for you and your wife you want to know what our first date was was it going to see uh say anything with john cusack in orlando no what? it was it was uh, ass- yeah because that's absolutely happening <laughs> What do you as, mean with John Cusack? Line show. Like, so I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's uh, so in in Orlando at the Enzion, and I better. Get, oh, the movie. Yes. Yeah, the movie. Say anything. John Cusack's doing a screening of Say Anything and a Q and A for like a small group of people, and the tickets are like a hundred bucks. I'm one hundred percent going. I'm not gonna it all makes like sense. I was movie. like, I was like, wait, is like awesome. John Cusack one of those like weird <laughs> actors who wishes he was a musician? On some Johnny yeah, Depp shit. Oh, he yeah, okay. One hundred percent is. And That's he just cool. and he's just. I was like, oh, maybe he's like being a sideman for Max Bemis, and I just don't know about it. No, Max Bemis just loves that movie. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Right, let's let's get back on topic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have one thing to uh, to edit in Geo's story in a misremembering. I was wearing an Amorosa shirt, which is so funny that you it was red. That. It was dark red, and then the graphic was black. You remember? Is it Johnny Craig Amorosa or yeah. Bradley yeah. Amorosa? No, yeah, this, was, this was this was, uh, was ten years ago. It was good yeah, this Amorosa. was Johnny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I so in in our peer advising group, there was some girl or, or geo's cousin went to uh high school with somebody that was also it was the b the b group of last name 
so this is uh, this dude, Seth Bella, B-E-G-O-S-B-O, I'm B-O, whatever. Um, yes. And Seth, and they, and they had a crazy connection in the class. They're like, oh my God, you're the person who goes knows my cousin. And they're finally meeting. And I was just looking at this kid with his fucking dumb, wavy, super long hair and his like super tight, skinny jeans. And then it's like shitty, high top, like neon blue dunks. And I, and it's like I was like, what is his his name? His name is Geo. Ugh, fucking hate this kid already. And he also <laughs> looked like this kid that went to my high school, like like spinning image of this kid in my high school. And I was like, oh god, he's just like him. And I hated this kid in my high school. And I don't even know if I ever told you this. Um, and then I, I'm like, That's and they're stuff. and and Geo's like, oh shit, you're the totally interrupting the peer advising group, like freaking out. And I was like, oh god, I okay. And then we're leaving the class, and I hear the two of them talking, and he's like listening off bands that he likes and he was like oh do you know like such and such and such such you know such and such oh do you know four years strong four years strong is my favorite band and and this kid didn't know any of the bands and we later became friends with seth but uh and i just remember turning around and being like dude that four years actually also one of my favorite bands and then he was like oh you know and then that was that was the beginning and then we ate had a had a delicious lunch in the cafeteria it was not delicious, but we had a lunch in the cafeteria. Realized we our dorms were two doors away from each other. Club five hundred four, baby, and uh, and that was that. History ever since. Uh, yeah, that was all. That was all news. So that was all news to me. Everybody <laughs> uh, didn't didn't know I was painted that way. Um, I didn't know I was painted uh, that way. <laughs> yeah, uh, but this was fra- uh, this is also frail geo pre tattoos pre muscles. It's a totally different look. Uh. <laughs> Can, can, can we also talk about so for the listeners who who can't who can't watch this right now they look like they're in the same house too like i'm just waiting for geo to get up go through that closed door and just come in through Zach's screen because even like the paint the wall in their color, house, yeah. the wall color looks almost identical and so do almost the doors too so yeah, Zach. No, Zach likes to, This is the thing. Zach likes to like you know he talks shit. He roasted me. He's dragging <laughs> me on this podcast. Copies everything I do. This guy. You know? I do. I Listen, do. he's he maybe maybe today he's got the better audio, but uh, <laughs> most of the time he's just uh, uh just holding on for dear life from those coattails of mine. Yes, uh, that is a, a total fact. Yeah, I'm canceling our dinner after this. I'm so hurt. I'm canceling our dinner. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, sorry. Going back to your actual question before I side railed this, uh, uh, or sidetrack this. I don't, I don't, okay, I'm refocused. Center, yes. Center the, the other, uh, the other guys in the band. I've known Ivan since uh, we were in middle school, um, and then Brian, our singer, I've known since uh, this random summer camp that I was a camp counselor for, and he was a student at. That this is one of those like looks good on your college resume you should it was like a music summer camp thing and he came in there and i you know i was like the counselor i'm thought i was like 16 i thought i was like hot shit and here comes this 13 year old who's better than guitar at me i was like oh god i gotta go practice and i've just known him ever since and then i knew he loved fallout boy uh that was like that was like his favorite band um but we didn't we were like friends. We played in this like shitty band for a second after the camp. It was him being the bass player with a bunch of other camp counselors. The band didn't last very long, but I've you know, whatever remained in touch with him ever since. And then he went to college with us and he was a freshman when we were seniors. And um, so we only had a little overlap, but 
he uh he (laughs) we geo and i played in a wedding band in college and he replaced my role in the wedding band uh as the guitar player and then i moved out of my house in, in boston to move to la and he moved into my room in in that house and then i moved out to la he moved into my other roommate at the time brian's two brian's moved into his room uh when brian was on tour and he subletted and then i was just beginning the the you know the early good terms demos and was like dude i know you can sing and you you know fuck with this genre and he wasn't really i don't think trying to do this type of music at the time and i was like could you just like demo some vocals for me and he demoed our song all i can and those are the vocals that are on the recording that's out um because we're like i was like oh okay well clearly you're the singer of this band if you want to be and he did and yeah and it's history ever since and so it's you know and i think you know since then things have fallen into place however they were supposed to but it's just really nice to be in a band with a bunch of best friends who you know all are in this for the same reason and love each other and yeah Shout out, shout out to Brian too for being the first chair guitar for the All State Jazz Band in Virginia in 2014. Let me tell you, how did you just figure that out? That's fucking right, man. I pulled up his Instagram. What an an unbelievable thing to say. That is that is literally like the most. Once you said he was better at guitar than you, I'm like, hold on, let me pull him up really quick. That's line one on the resume, right there. Line one on the resume. First chair, All State. 10 years ago, Virginia jazz band. Wow, good for him. Oh my god. Um, wait, does it does he is this this is on his Instagram? Yeah. You guys are learning so much about each other in this. No, we really are. 30 minutes. And it's, and it's all right in front of our face, too. That you've never known um, before. I I prefer to stay in the dark with certain things, I think. You know. <laughs> so how have I never seen this? So um, we, we kind of got like like a, a super weird history of the band at this point so far but um you know what's it like having you know because you guys are about three guitars and a bass player no drummer yet or you have a fill-in drummer or a current drummer that you haven't announced yet how's it like kind of like i've i don't think i've ever been in a band with like three guitars how's it like with kind of like layering harmonies and rhythms and everything else with that um well live we have three guitars on the first record we only had two um this actually old friend was the first song that we wrote that we were like um this this wasn't finished for it it sat around for a while we finished it you know like end of uh last year but um when we first started making it this was like you know kind of on the heels of the first album ivan used to used to not live in la he kind of the band was formed because everybody really kind of co-wrote all these songs with me and it would be like i was just trying to start this band and as much as i could involve geo like geo and i kind of each of these songs kind of did like this pop method for all of them and did like okay let me just i know about co-writing like i've done that in a different way like let me just do that in a kind of rock way um and i wish i was a drummer i wish i had the skills of a drummer but in my head i am so all of our drum parts i just write them and at least on a song that i'm starting um and you know we ivan is a great drummer too geo is an insanely sick producer and can do just as much as i can with you know on a drum front uh just worked out that for that time i just had done it um 
And so it didn't feel like it, we really needed that, I guess. And yeah. it was like, Ivan's an amazing songwriter. I'll, I'll just co-write some songs with him. We didn't have a singer yet. Brian, at once we, Brian came into the fold, it was like, oh, then we started having this three-way, like Ivan, Brian and I would, you know, write a riff or whatever. And we didn't really split things up. Like we'd be like, this is the lead part. This is the rhythm part. This is like the auxiliary part or something. Yeah. Like envisioning like, oh, there'll it'll be two guitars live, whatever. And then it wasn't until things started coming out. Ivan used to not live in LA. Now he does. That when this is one of the first songs we wrote together once we did. And I kind of was like, okay, yeah, Brian, you just won't play guitar live probably if I've, and we'll just play with two guitars or something. And then he was like, I kind of have this part. And then Ivan started doing that little like funk, like indie 1975 part in this song. And we were like, oh, we can do three guitars. Oh, okay. Because I tried to limit myself to just doing two things. Yeah. And I think no one really has, there's no, like I've heard like the Wonder Years talk about this, that everyone has like a, it's like an unlearning process of them being like everyone having to like serve the song. And, you know, this is like them being kids and getting older into the, extremely good band that they are now and yeah. have always been but like maybe not as mature this is these are their words not mine but uh them trying to be like oh well this is my part fuck you we don't really have that like i was just working on a song earlier today that i haven't had a new part for and the one that was there i was like oh that's just a better lead part like he didn't write anything for this specific song yet other than this idea for the lead part. I was like, oh, I'll just delete the one from before and yeah. put the new one on. So I think everyone just really cares about the song being the best. And um, I just realized that, like, I prefer to play rhythm parts live. And I would just rather play stuff that's heavy that I can just headbang to. And Ivan really cares about tone. And he really wants to, you know, have, like, these finesse parts and have you know like kind of sit with and be really expressive and i just want to go chugga chugga and brian i think also he loves playing guitar and is definitely the best guitar player in the band but he's also an elite singer and would just i think he's like yeah man sometimes just not having a guitar while i'm singing is more fun and he's also a great front man so i don't know we're kind of just going with the flow and if something calls for three guitars like our jump arrangement when we play that live we play that with three but yeah if, if any if if like the song just all of a sudden falls into our lap and we're like oh ivan has this great third part then cool let's do it um we haven't played with tracks but if there's any point that we just decide like yeah this third guitar part is only really happens in one part of the song let's just put it in tracks like we're not against doing that so it kind of is just like a case per case basis but i think okay. the main answer is is just trying not to trying to like take the ego aside and just do what we think is objectively the best thing for the song. Yeah. Um, Gio also loves all of the guitar mini in the band and definitely doesn't ever just completely bury the guitar in the mix. Now, now the question about three guitars, mixing three guitars sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you guys like talked about it really quick and I, I wanted to bring it up. Um, are you guys huge like Van Halen fans? I, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. So, so Hagar or Diamond Dave? Oh, dude, it's Dave, baby. <laughs> Dave's, I mean, he seems like a nut job. He is a nut job, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, my first concert ever was actually with, with Sammy, though, and it was okay. really good. 
is really good. I feel like Sammy's kind of like the healthy, good, like chill, cool guy that like helps it keep going. But Dave is. Yeah, it's like a Tom DeLong thing. It's like, yeah, Skiba seems like a more adjusted human being, but like, <laughs> dude, it's mania. Tom. It's yeah, Tom. Yeah. Like you yeah, need you... Tom, you know? <laughs> yeah. One of our friends just played a uh, played a festival and he had a mutual friend with with Tom and he got introduced to Tom and he said it was not a favorable experience. And I'm like, you know what, man? I bet <laughs> it doesn't it... need to be. I was like, I bet it was. And does that affect me in listening to Blink at all? No, because I expect that dude is a total loon. And you know what? That's okay. <laughs> Touché, that's that's like, that's why it's interesting, right? Absolutely. But yes, Dave is my answer. Cool. So I, I do want to jump into uh, some hockey talk and then we can kind of circle back and bring it all together. It's more good terms talk. But uh, before we dive into some hockey, I do have to tell you about our homies at DraftKings. So ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is right here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. So throw down some money on Hofstra University. I'm hearing that they might be in the tournament. Probably not, but that's probably my only college basketball team I know. So head over to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with Promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Really don't know where I was going with that Hofstra basketball reference, but <laughs> none of you probably even know where Hofstra is, but that's our <laughs> <laughs> nope. only D1 college team on Long Island. Maybe maybe there's, I guess, technically St. John's is also on Long Island, but that's pretty much it. We're not, but, uh, we're, not a, we're not a basketball podcast. We're a not a basketball yeah, podcast. Not a basketball right. podcast. And pretty sure that we've already kind of uh, discovered that the tournament ends today as we're recording this. <laughs> oh, that's all right. DraftKings still got to pay. DraftKings, yep. What we, what we do get to talk about is how the, the president's trophy curse is going to carry on to the Boston Bruins. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you have to... So let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna come out with my um, my knowledge of hockey. I I played uh, Cape Cod. There's not a whole lot to do. Freeze your ass off. Go whale really watching. Go, yeah, so funny. Never have never been whale watching in my entire life. Now, um, <laughs> my my big hockey days were like all centered around Ray Bork. Okay. 77. Like so. That was my, that was my, those are my golden years there. And obviously heartbroken when the only Stanley cup he won was with Colorado. That's a sad time. Um, but listen, if we, if we want to talk about that era, NHL 2001, I'm here, but I don't know. I'm like, you, y'all have to fill me in with how the bees are doing. I know they're doing well, but what's oh, going on? It. 
They just They're collect the president's trophy. They have the best record, okay. don't they? They have. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah. They have the best record in the league right now. And it truthfully, like a lot of people were kind of writing off Boston, like they're like saying, like this might be a decline year for them, and yet they've just totally just poo pooed on everyone that was doubting them and have really strung it together. And they're they're looking. I think they've only lost like seven or eight games this whole entire that is season. Wild. Which is yeah, wild. Twelve They've lost twelve games 12, with twelve overtime. Is that, is that not like a not a record? That sounds in, sixty wins. That's insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Losing twelve times and like we only have like five games left, maybe six games left of the season, which is pretty wild to think. Yeah, Jeez. and but they've already I, clinched too, so they don't have to worry about anything. That president's trophy curse, though, is kind of a real thing. Like, I, I don't know if I would want to win the president's. Trophy. Like, well, tell hey, me. Man. So, tell me about the curse. Tell me about the curse. So, so every I think every team since the Blackhawks in 2010, uh-huh. and I could be wrong. I think the only teams that have escaped it have been the Red Wings and the Blackhawks. Have wow. been the only two teams to win the President's Trophy and win the Stanley Cup in recent, like in the last 30 years. Um, but. Every team who has won the president's trophy has either been eliminated in the first round mm-hmm. or very swiftly in the second round. So the Washington Capitals, they won the president's <laughs> trophy, destroyed. And they got swept, the yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning, we won the tr- the president's trophy. We got swept by the Blue Jackets. <laughs> um, oh, then Bruins in 2019, I'm seeing. Yeah, the Bruins in 2019, destroyed. <laughs> Avalanche in 2020. Oh man. Avalanche. Um there is another one too recently. Uh, uh Panthers. The Panthers. The Panthers. Oh. Yep. So no, this is crazy. So yep. it's it's it it's one of those things where yeah, you can you can flaunt about the great record. Get out of the first round first to playoffs if you do. <laughs> so my my Caps fandom was most flourishing in that era as they just, I think after they won, I was yeah. like, okay, we're good. I don't expect them to win again soon. I I mean, they got crushed in the first round of the playoffs the next year, but, you know, I was like, all right, cool. Like, I got one. We're, we're good. And I think I'm just like chilled out a little bit, but it always just felt like trying to get them to climb over that same fucking mountain with Pittsburgh every year. Mm-hmm. And, and then they finally did. But yeah, I'm looking at this now that two of those years that they won the president's trophy, they lost to Pittsburgh. I didn't know the significance of the curse, but so yeah. the capitals, it was so bad for a period of time that the Verizon center would invite fans to do yoga sessions in the morning. Oh my god! Because of how stressful the playoffs were. And oh, I, <laughs> dude, my my uncle, he probably went to one of those. Mo- most of my family still lives in in Northern Virginia, and he's he's like the biggest. It's also like if you're a DC sports fan, they're pretty much all you got. I mean, the Nats figured it out like later, but they didn't have the same. There people like the Nats now, but like they became a team a team when I was in elementary school. Yeah. They were and built it just, on the and, back of Bryce Harper. And then the minute Bryce yeah. Harper got left, they won the world series. 
but you know and also everyone is uh washington commanders the, uh, somehow they made the name worse um at least it's not racist but it is somehow worse yeah. um and they're you know an abysmal thing and at least I'm, you're not the guardians i dude i don't know i i think i think that was okay it's like at least with that they were like all right hey the mascot's gonna go away the name the name's crazy but we're gonna rock with the name for like two years until we figure out a name washington was just like yeah we're gonna be the washington football team for two years um <laughs> And that, yeah, and and it'll be a thing where like you're like racist uncle. They're still gonna call us the Washington Redskins for sure. But like, yeah. but right now, like to everybody else, we're the Washington Football Team. So your uncle though, but when he goes to like a restaurant, he's still gonna know, and he's gonna be like, oh hey, can you put the uh, can you put the it's Washington game Football on. Team uh, game on on the screen? R- true story. Um, <laughs> I anyway, my, it's so, going for so full circle with old friend baby. Um, so our singer. Yeah singer and out of time mike he's a big dc sports fan like mm-hmm. big dc sports fan and those two years and actually the singer of brave weather too mikey christian he's also a big dc sports fan he's from the area oh I didn't so know every that. time that they got together i would always be like oh hey check out the football fans for two years that's all i would call them <laughs> football fans they're like what are you talking about i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah you're football fans for the the washington football team <laughs> i kind of liked it man I a bunch of a bunch of my I mean I liked it because I'm not a fan and it's like so shitty that I thought it was funny um <laughs> but yeah no but the caps man the caps were all that it was like the only bit of hope that it was like because the wizards had those couple good years with yeah. like John Wall but that that ended quickly I was like all in on those years and dude but like all my life like the caps were like the heartbreaking team where it was like yeah. They were always in the mix and they always lost to the second round. And it was usually to Pittsburgh. And I don't know what it is about Northern Virginia, but bro, like there are so many Pittsburgh fans. Like there was just as many Steelers jerseys at my high school than there was like pretty much any other team. And so it just didn't, it felt like, oh yeah. Okay. These like, they weren't even the enemy because there was just, I mean, they were, but there, there were just so many of them around. It's very weird. Strange phenomenon. How old are you guys? I'm 30. 30. Okay. So yeah, you guys are pretty much around the same kind of like age that that well, you're a little bit younger than I am. But you also have to think there was a very popular song that came out that put the Steelers on the map by Wiz Khalifa. Oh, oh of course. Yellow, oh, 2010, and, baby. Yeah. So so when Black <laughs> and Yellow came out, like a lot of people just started rocking Steelers jerseys. <laughs> Oh no! I graduated 2010. This is much before this. Oh yeah, and well, and then the terrible towel. Anytime I see the terrible towel, it just makes me shiver. Um, yeah. but I, 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 I just like think like in hockey teams. though, like Sidney Crosby really, yeah. you know, when when we were, I was I was probably a little too old to like really appreciate Sidney Crosby. But I guarantee if I was like 10 years old when he came into the league, I would be a huge Sidney Crosby fan. I know yeah. there's there's like seems like there's a lot of people that in this in kind of a LeBron ish effect where they just they just are Sidney Crosby fans and like by proxy are are Penguins fans. Yeah. Yep. He was the same draft as Ovechkin, right? Uh, like that. It was like him, Ovechkin. I, I think Ovechkin might have been the year before, or maybe it okay. was the same year. I think it was the same year. It might have been the same year. Might have been like one two. 
I I could be tripping. I remember seeing like some random news story when I was a kid about it. it was like, oh yeah, like like yeah, the caps. Don't worry, like the caps got this good guy too, Ovechkin. Like it would have been cool if we got Crosby, but oh no, maybe um, it was different years. Maybe, maybe it was, was like, like, a, like highlighting the young talent in the NHL or something. I don't know. Yeah, Ovechkin was the year before. Yeah, that's what I thought mm-hmm. of originally. Yeah, he got drafted with. It was Ovechkin, then it was Malkin. And then the year after it was Crosby and then Bobby Ryan. Not hmm. terrible. Not terrible. Yeah. I, stand, I stand corrected. But I'm curious, uh, Gio, like Cape Cod, being <laughs> a Bruins fan, Go. like how does that work? Like it's got to be a pain in the ass to go to Bruins games as like a kid, like. I know, I mean, uh, yes, it's in Massachusetts, Cape Cod, but like, I don't know. I, I, I would just, you know, comparison, I guess like was, Fire Island would be similar, like Fire Island off the coast of Long Island. Like you got to take a freaking ferry to get there. Like I, I it must have felt kind of separated, right? Yeah. I mean, like I, <laughs> I didn't spend a whole lot of time in the city growing up actually even though my mom is from the city and has like a crazy boston accent still can't i still can't understand a word she's saying but um <laughs> but we i mean we, we always watched and and um i mean if we were going up to boston it was probably for the museum of science uh yeah. in, in like grade school but i i will say i was i was really fortunate in that my aunt was dating um uh, this really big hockey guy and he just for i think he played in college or whatever knew a bunch of these people so every time i saw him i would just get like assigned something something like something so like one year he just came over and gave me like a signed pavel bure uh jersey nice sweet uh oh and then uh assigned like alexei kovalev um uh also sweet from from when he i think he was leading goal scorer in like holy shit 2004 or something so i just like and then i have like a san jose uh jersey from when uh oh, when oh i remember owen that nolan, <laughs> yeah uh a, a san jose sharks jersey uh when owen nolan was on the team with the entire team has signed it except for owen nolan <laughs> so, so like i wasn't going to a bunch of bees games but um but I did go like I think when I was in college because I it was like the 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 Lucic era, um, yep. and I loved that. But yeah, I mean like there's not a whole lot to do on Cape, uh, like in, unless you're in the summer. So we would you know we would we would be like Bruins and and someone else on the bog every winter, and we'd we'd do that. Everyone would have their jerseys out, but. I didn't. I didn't go to Boston very often. So yeah, I was about to say it's like a it's like a almost 70, 80 miles away from from you. I think it's like what an hour and a half to get to the city on a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not to, yeah. And I was commuting to uh, when I was living in Boston. I was commuting home to work with my dad and come up uh, when I was doing the wedding band stuff. But uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's not, not that true. far though. It's it's like it's like an hour, hour and a half, right? Yeah, it's, it's a, a good it's like. It's a good like. Well, I mean, depending on traffic getting into the city, but yeah, I think I mapped it out. Like, I was like, I was like, how far is it to TD Garden? Yeah, it's about it's about an hour and a half. 
Yeah, I do. I mean, we we went a lot. We saw, we did see the Celtics a bunch, and like obviously, like being in Massachusetts, we're like so blessed with like amazing teams all the fucking yep. time. Like we, one out of the three, one of them is doing well. Um, like it's like the Pats were just so good for years and years. It wasn't even cool to like them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was even um, cool to like them. It just wasn't. It wasn't like you know. It's like it's like oh Ted Lasso. Everyone's nice. Like great. It's like everyone's nice to each other. It's the same shit. You know? um, <laughs> who gives this a shit? This is a Boston sports. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's got to be a little gruff to it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I did have like a really the the garden is like is such a big staple in Boston, and I was fortunate enough to play it last year. And I nice. remember I I was able to like find the seats when I when we did go to a few like you know Celtics games and it was like holy shit like the garden is like such a big part of Boston that's um, so sick so I wasn't like I definitely wasn't close to the city but like you know you definitely feel it like even if you're in like again on fucking Cape Cod with the Cape Cod hardcore kids so yeah yeah I, I feel like I in my mind I just picture like snowy winter Cape Cod where like there's just like local tavern where all the people from cape cod <laughs> come and watch the bees <laughs> like, have you guys been to cape cod before tavern dude i've not been to cape cod like i know that people from upstate new york do like cape cod but growing up on long island like we basically were on cape cod like yeah yeah, yeah we, pretty much. we would just go to fire island which is way closer or go out to montauk which is way closer than going to yeah. cape cod so like i didn't really know people that vacation there but like upstate new york like my wife went to cape cod like every summer everyone's got an aunt there uncle uncle hey my uncle's got a spot in chatham um you know, <laughs> no longer with us because he was eaten by a shark but you know like it's you know everyone's like <laughs> everyone's got an aunt uncle grandparent something it's it's definitely a strange place to grow up but it, it was uh awesome in its own way kind yeah, of what about oh, low-key kind of hick vibes not gonna lie though Oh, right? definitely, baby. You kidding me? The first so so Zach's from Virginia, as he stated. When you think of Virginia, you think of a type of lifestyle, you know. Um, <clears throat> a not, down not... home, old Dominion <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah, I'm yeah. from Florida, man. I'm, I, okay. I think we're a little bit more southern. <laughs> oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But the but the first the first day Zach came and visited me, I like you know got him at the airport or whatever, and he was like, "Hey, like, what are we doing tonight?" And I was like. Oh, I'm going to bring you to a demolition derby uh, in which I know everyone and I'll be operating machinery to get the broken cars out. So it's like this. It's definitely like a it's definitely not like the locals have a very different life than like, oh, I'm just going to go down to the country club and take my little dog on a walk. Yeah, yeah big thing. I, I realized that there was no chain restaurants on Cape uh, like Gio had never. And so the first time he came to visit me in Virginia, it was like. Oh, dude, we you got to go to Chipotle. We got to go to Five Guys. Like these are really good, right? Like that was I just grew up in like the heat of suburbia. Just like, yep. dude, Five Guys, like pretty fucking good, right? Is this not the best? Go to yeah, <laughs> Red Lobster, baby. Like pretty much could not have had any different uh, upbringings, and also a totally, totally opposite of probably what everybody would have thought. Like Cape Cod, I mean, is beautiful in the summer, and plenty of it's awesome, but yeah. Wait, not so not did, the ritzy thing I thought it was. Did you fly into Logan or did you fly into Cape Cod? You flew oh, no, Logan. it's in Logan. So you flew into the city and then you just drove all the way down three. Well, 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 <laughs> well. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to go the three, 
uh, you may as well turn back around. You want to take <laughs> you want to take ninety three to twenty four, and then you want to take four ninety five down. Okay, that that's makes way because you listen. You do not. This is making me and, and again, listen up. You don't want to be taking Sagamore in the summer. Absolutely not. You want to be taking Board Bridge in the summer. Yeah, this is a huge missed opportunity that you didn't say kid after all those with your Boston boys. Yeah, I'm I'm trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get it out of him. Yeah. He's burying that. I had a Always question. Like, it. did you go to your first like punk and, and rock show when you were in college then? Because I'm assuming like, you know, when we were probably going to shows when we were 15, 16, first grinding it out, like it was way easier to go to shows than someone that grew up on Cape Cod. Like, I'm assuming that there's not a lot of, sh- like, punk shows on Cape Cod. Cape Dude, Cod had their own did. hardcore scene. It <laughs> actually four did. Guys. It did. It, there was literally Cape Cod hardcore. Cape Cod hardcore, baby. <laughs> Dude. Dude, I saw I saw some of the best shows of my life on Cape. It's it's insane. It, like, the, like there, was, there was so little to do that everyone was in like a really fucking awesome punk band and everyone always went out to the shows. So like, I mean, obviously there were like, like if we were going to real shows, we were going to Boston, like, I, like one of the or most Worcester, New Bedford. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like Jesus being like 16 and going to Worcester, Worcester kid. Worcester. That's <laughs> not a good time, but, <laughs> but I mean like, uh, I, I remember seeing a loss for words uh, right after they released, um, uh, oh my God! Uh, kids can't Sanctuary? lose. Okay. Uh, kids can't lose was like two thousand six, two thousand. Oh, oh yeah, baby, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. A literal uh, child. A yeah. literal child. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I remember seeing them in a basement of a church in uh, Hyannis, and it was insane. It was awesome. Like we had, we did have like some sort of crazy, like little nucleus of great punk music. I remember. Uh, playing uh, my band opened for transit uh for one of their album releases this is way before and this happened on cape like on cape cod happened on cape i swear to god that's sweet we went to that rand there was some there's some venue that we saw a show at i think on cape and uh the band that was like pretty good but was only was only notable because they like threw their shit around a bunch oh lions lions he's got a lot He's got yep. Lions Lions uh, flyer right behind him, Mikey. Right? Oh hell yeah! Oh no, that's fireworks. No, what's the one next to it? Is that Lions Lions? Oh, it's as tall as Lions. Oh, never mind, never mind. I was gonna say if you know Lions Lions, that's a crazy. I do know Lions Lions. I saw them with conditions. They were awesome. That was that tour, dude. We saw that tour. We, yep, that was that at that same venue. Yeah, conditions was because they're from Virginia. They were like that was who I went to go see local shows. They played like you know when I was in high school. That was my. That was like my favorite local band uh, at the time. And Not yeah, we Guar. went to see. What do you say? Not Guar. Not Guar. No. Not Guar. Go, is, is Guar also fucking, from Richmond? Guar 100% is from Richmond. And Guar. they have a Guar bar in downtown Richmond that Guar I bar. always go to when we go. Amazing. Oh my God. Yeah, Richmond. I'm not, I, don't, I didn't grow up anywhere close to Richmond, but yeah, Conditions was from Richmond. Uh, Guar apparently was Municipal Waste. The yeah, Richmond has like ways. some. There's you're actually from, some. You're hmm? from Northern Virginia, right? So like, yeah, Fair, like Fairfax or. Yeah, I'm from Loudon, but okay. which is just right next to Fairfax. But a lot of shows that I went to growing up were at the Sterling Community Center, mm-hmm. uh, which like a ton of people like, 
like there's i'm trying to think of who i saw there like i saw we the kings there um i saw metro station there this is like a literal shitty gymnasium that like somebody would just put a like a you know yeah a built like there was a stage but it was you know it was some random thing that somebody rented or something and they would put on shows and have like you know 12 locals do pay to play to play it and then have like a and i was one of those locals as like a 14 year old plenty of times um and yeah i saw conditions there um just surrender trying to think there were so many good ones there's a bunch that i missed there's a tie prada played there i missed that um there's this band that you may know that's like a weirdly in that scene it was like because also all time low was from maryland you you know like pretty much right there so it's that kind of same thing and it was right on the heels of all time low like a million bands just trying to be all time low um specifically this band the downtown fiction if you remember them these are like a bunch of bands that like signed to a major label in like 2009 on like huge hype and then put out like a major label debut that no one cared about and then got dropped and were never to be heard of again um Friday Night Boys, do you remember them? Is that ring a bell? No, but Friday. I see For the Fallen Dreams played there. That that we didn't. I, yeah, I'm trying to think. Seven, they played with Solidarity and by Autumn's End. That was a heavy show. Wow. Yeah, there was some, there was some heavy it. shit. Um, the Fallen Dreams. I haven't thought about them in a minute. Um, yeah, we we there was like oh Valencia saw them there. That was the oh, first I show I moshed to um yeah valencia was sick going on in my head (laughs) that's valencia that is um yeah valencia was tight um what what, how did we get on this this tangent i don't know i have a funny just surrender story what's that so tom and i went to the last randall's island warp tour which Mm. is like right outside of new york city and it must have been the summer before college and we're in the parking lot and there not a lot of people drove to the Randall's Island Warp Tour. So there's like a very small parking lot and Steve, the drummer of Just Surrender, like saw us like tailgating and like just came over and like started crushing beers with us. And he's like, hey, I'm in this like band, like we're about to release some new music. And it was Just Surrender. That's sick. Yep. I love that story. I played, I played a show. I played a show with, this was on Cape Cod. I played a show with just, uh, just surrender. Um, ice nine kills. Oh my God. And, uh, uh, I wasn't a loss for words. It was someone so stupid. Uh, I'll never, I'll never remember. But anyway, Geo's high school. Geo played in the top high school. school. Oh dude. Love such such gold. Yep. Geo's high school band was called Sunday's Best. Actually, pretty dope. I don't know if you if, if that rings a bell for anybody, but absolutely not. Shouldn't absolutely yeah. shouldn't ring not. a bell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should shouldn't ring a bell. Definitely not. <laughs> so did you I don't know, go man. to Berkeley? I'm just curious because yeah. yeah. Okay. Our 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 good friend, he's he's older than you, but Brian from Envy on the Coast, he went to Berkeley. Okay. I know that there's a few others from from this scene that went to berkeley as well dirty dirty music school kids dude i think i think everyone in belmont went to berkeley they were a couple years younger than us though they did i think it's cool and i i I need to comment like doing 
wedding band as a college gig like genius how that's so awesome. smart <laughs> like yeah. you oh, actually dude. were probably making good money and like probably the richest college kids ever well i don't think i wasn't i wouldn't consider myself having been making a lot of money <laughs> at least in the early days i was making i remember compared I, like, to other college kids though by oh, the time oh, i joined definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, mean, I, was, I was working at brookstone and i was also working at uh like with the wedding band and i i started it with our friend colin and there was there were like months and months where i was making like 15 20 bucks a gig going to like shit bars in like new bedford and like crazy play like cranston rhode island like really sad shit but then we got to a place where i could pay rent to live in the same room as this fucking kid yeah Gio and i shared the same room that's not much larger than the room i'm currently in for three years which is yeah. uh but that was the price we paid to live on campus in Boston, which was honestly worth it. It was kind of yeah, like we were, the... we were paying what six hundred and sixty six dollars, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, um, you'll never those forget are the that days. amount. Jeez. No, definitely not. Six hundred and sixty six just six 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 across the board. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so getting money orders at a seven eleven to pay rent <laughs> for six hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, it was it was a good gig. I by the time I joined, it was already at the point that like they were because they they played weddings and we call it a wedding band, but we only played weddings on Saturdays. But there was a consistent gig. Our our buddy Colin, who still does it professionally, and he like manages multiple bands in Boston and is like he uh, just started a New York band. Oh, gee, I didn't even tell you this. His New York band that he's making is doing my sister's wedding uh, in the fall, awesome. which is crazy. Awesome. Um, but I think he's. He's like expanding. He's like a whole <laughs> wedding band empire, but it began with the one that we played in called Groovin' You, which is still doing it. Uh, it's still killing it and playing a bunch of people's weddings. And I think they only do weddings now, but at the time it was, we did a club gig and by club, it was just a Boston bar Thursday, Friday, wedding Saturday, and then the same place every Sunday night. And then one summer we played in Cape Cod at the beach house 10 to 1 on a monday night for a bunch of locals so we had five nights in a row of playing music for four hours a, a night so every anytime anyone's like oh yeah this like this is such a grind i'm like dude this is easy <laughs> like i mean you're playing you know the same katy perry song on a loop it's the same riff the entire time or something so it, it, it was a lot easier than like you know head banging playing like technical metal or something but even still we're playing three sets a night going hard it made me such a better player though i like if, if anybody can can do that i don't recommend somebody try to do it as a career unless you're like in the top echelon because it's still like we still have friends that are like it's a, it's good the money's good enough that it's hard to escape mm -hmm. but like once you hit the ceiling there's not really a way to move up and it's like still people doing like gigs for a hundred dollars and what kind of weddings yeah. are you guys going to? Like every oh, wedding. Not weddings. This is like. Oh, I was going to say. Oh, no. Every wedding, we we crushed it. Yeah. We, uh, we got paid properly for the weddings. But it's more like all the other gigs. They call it GB. You're in a GB band. A general business band, which was a totally new. So you're like, so if, if you're like, quote, doing GB, you're like in the circuit of. It's weird. And it's also not like that in L.A. It's only like that in Boston. But. Or at least I think I, it maybe Northeast is more like that too. But it also seemed like in Boston there was a re, I was I love I loved going to college there, but it felt like it always had an expiration date. 
like the people that hung around are not doing music the way that all of us are now. They're yeah. not really pursuing their original careers or they're playing with a bigger artist or somebody like remember at the time there was like a GB person who was like, Oh yeah, like he's Megan Trainer's keys player. And we were like, Holy shit, like he's such a big shot. And then now we have friend like my best friend is Paramore's guitar player, and I'm just like, Oh, that's just normal for me now. It shouldn't be, but it just yeah. is. And it's just like it's weird. But yeah. But all that to say, if you can be in a wedding band in college, it's great money. Yeah. Be in a wedding <laughs> yeah. band period or just a cover band because they will pay you very well in certain places to just rip a fucking aerosmith cover yeah i miss it honestly <laughs> i i miss I'm, i don't miss it being the only thing that i did musically yeah. because it was so time consuming that like you do five gigs in a row it's like like you need a day off or two you know and, and then you do it, like it again our gigs Oh, dude. I mean, we would take two breaks, but we'd play three hour long sets a night. And then, yeah, yeah. it was it was brutal. Um, It was fun as hell. But yeah, it definitely. Yeah, I do miss just being that good at guitar, though, and having like 200 songs in my head that I could just pull out at any point and play perfectly, which I definitely can't do anymore. If Someone was like, hey, play play this Ed Sheeran song if your life depended on it. Like I would die immediately. (laughs) That's that has left well, my brain. As you, as... you shouldn't be playing at Sheeran. Sheeran. <laughs> anyways, but you tell me to make a pop punk rendition of a Taylor Swift song, I'll, I'll pull my guitar out and just start playing something real quick because it's just that's I can do it exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of cover bands and to bring it full circle, did you know that uh, one of the dudes from Conditions is in like a emo cover band and? I think they're called Throwing Back Sunday. No. Oh, what? is it Alex? No, it- Alex. Alex is like big time. Alex is like playing with Jelly Roll and shit. Oh yeah. So okay. I was I was wondering if it was the same person. No, um, not Alex. Back Sunday. What's it called again? Throwing, Throwing Back, Back Sunday. Sunday. Oh wait. Oh, <laughs> shit. I, I think it was the drummer. Maybe Ryan. Maybe, Maybe yeah. Oh, so you guys definitely know conditions then? Oh yeah, I fuck with. They're on the podcast. Oh really? Yeah. Which 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 member? Just all of them? No, Alex. Oh, actually, we had Alex and Ryan. Shit, we've been doing this too long. (laughs) Alex is like, (laughs) oh yeah, Alex might have been guest like twenty. Like he was early on in our show. Um. Yeah, man. I have said embarrassing punishing things to him when I was in high school about how much their music has meant to me and etc. Oh, college, college too. I was, there. Oh, college too. Oh yeah. I was there in Worcester. Oh yeah, that's right. Too. I had a, uh, I had to do, <laughs> I had to do like a video interview of somebody for like some <laughs> college project, like a, like a, your take on artistry or something. And we went, Gio and I went to their, Oh my God. Wow. You're pulling an insane memory out of me right now. We went to their show <laughs> hey, I and I, and this is, this is like before an iPhone and I brought a full digital camera and had Gio who has never used a camera in his life prior to this moment, film us outside the Worcester Palladium upstairs and be like, Oh, so like, do you guys use auto tune on your recordings or just asking like the shittiest questions? I'm sure. And, uh, yeah. And it's in some, it's in some Berkeley professors, uh, 
trash folder on their computer <laughs> somewhere right now. Um, like, yeah. How how is the reaction of Full of War in comparison to Fluorescent Youth? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> is the tour going well? That was like the the era of the YouTube videos where it'd be like somebody trying to get into interviews and they just are having the absolute worst interview ever with like Craig Owens or somebody. It's like, oh, it's like clearly like such a fan. Like, oh, hey, hey, Craig. Um, yeah, I just wanted to ask if if the tour was going well. And they have the little like lav mic that they like hold up. You know, it's way too close. Like to on her. their shirt still, and are just... yeah. And then Craig takes it and it's like immediately like, it's just immediately like so blown out. Yeah. Is that what you think of Bardown Breakdown? No, no. You guys are as professional as they come. As professional as they come. Fuck yeah. That is that is the that new is the... bio for Bardown Breakdown. <laughs> as professional as they come. Oh no, dude, are you kidding me? If if someone in the world wants to come up and be like uh, hey Zach, I have my digital camera. Um, thanks for. I really appreciate you coming to Yuma, Arizona. Um, I just wanted to ask you, um, how's the tour going? Oh, that would that would make me so happy. I would be Dude, thrilled if somebody would, did that. I would eat that up in a heartbeat. It would. It'd also be like a four-hour conversation. So, or or Zach would be talking for four hours. Oh yeah, like I said. The, if I start going, it's just not going to stop. I, I, I have to be like, hey, Gio, actually, I, I feel like I've been talking for way too long. Gio, why don't you pick it up from here? Well, we have been talking for way too long, though. But that's a good thing. And also, I would love that. Like, I would love just to have some college kid come up to me in Hartford, Connecticut, mm-hmm. and just talk to me about anything. And just like in that same voice, because I have the worst poker face, because I would literally be like this, like, <laughs> I'm like, get it out, get it out. Oh, yeah, I'm going to finish that question for you. It's going great. <laughs> yeah. it's day one. No, I, we have been goofing, obviously, but we are very grateful that anyone wants to talk to us about the band. Uh, it's very or sick. Anything. And we, and yeah, and, or anything. And we really appreciate you guys, you know, for having us on. This was very fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I guess that's a perfect segue to, I guess, what you guys have planned for the rest of the year. Uh, you know, any any shows or festivals this summer that you guys are eyeing and hoping to get on? Or are you guys just going to hunker down, do some writing? What, what do you think the rest of 23 is going to look like for you guys? Well, I'm about to begin my sad era because Gio and Ivan are about to uh, leave in a couple days. To uh, they they tour with the band Muna. I don't know if you're familiar with them, um, but they are doing really cool big shit and are going to be on tour for two months. So in that period of time, I'll probably be making demos and trying to book stuff. And I think we will uh, definitely like us. I, I don't know if we're recording when i said this earlier but we're we're gonna try to hit all of the u.s within now and a year from now that is keyword is try let's see what we can make happen but do some diy touring definitely lots more singles got another one coming out in may and probably another one immediately after and another one immediately after we got four more in the chamber that are like pretty much ready to go um just gotta you know do all of the release details to get them mastered that type of thing and just keep that rolling and that's yeah, 
that's that's what's on the books for right now. I would say if you live in the U.S., we're probably coming to your city uh, sometime, hopefully very soon. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Anything, well, anything to add, Georgie? No, I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to get these these songs out. They're definitely been um, as a as a player, as a just all around creative They're uh these new ones that are 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 really amazing and i'm super proud of them and uh likewise it's nice it's nice to feel like everyone is is uh is stretching uh and and i don't know just having a good time i'm i'm really proud of the stuff that's coming out there's some really fucking heavy shit that's coming out which is amazing oh yeah Um, and then there's the complete opposite so yeah i don't know keep your ears open and are you guys going to shop these out to any labels or anything like that? Or at this point, you're just like, you know what? We do pretty much everything ourselves anyway. Might as well just keep it in-house. We're we're pretty much open to whatever. I would say if if the right release partner came along or, you know, I, I do a lot of the business stuff for the band. And, I'm you know, I've kind of always got gears turning in those departments. But it's definitely been easy the way that we've been doing it so far and it's been effective enough i'd like to you know i'd like to level up if we can but yeah at the moment the next one's coming out we have we have a a a distro that we use that it's called controlla there's a couple other people that are on it um that's been really good for us and so that brings like a lot of label services with it that's really cool um but yeah if if something comes along we'll definitely be open to that for sure i feel like that's something that that a lot of these small, like smaller bands who are starting out, don't necessarily know of, and I've been trying to feed them these these distro companies, not necessarily labels, but they kind of yeah. run, operate as labels or under labels. Um, look into this stuff, like especially if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, how do I like you know build out my Spotify or how do I you know get on these algorithmic playlists, etc. One, like you can always build up your 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 fan base through like social media and everything else, but also like a lot of like the secret sauce is you know utilizing these sites or distro sites or distro services to get your music out there because they'll actually push to get it on you know an editorial playlist or some algorithmic playlist because they have a little bit more stake and kind of like what's going on with the songs too. Yeah, I mean, I dude, I could I could do an entire podcast about all that kind yep. of stuff. But yeah, I would definitely agree. Look into it. I mean, with with like with Controlla, the thing that's really nice is they have somebody that they've hired that does PR, um, which would be a huge cost. And I know them because the person that we hired to do um, some marketing on our first album, this guy Anthony, this it's his company, and as I don't want to get it to like too much into our deal and whatever. I don't know what he offers other people, but it basically so, works out that like through this, we can do digital ad spend and the ad spend is just our, the cost that we pay to like literally put into the ads, which anybody can do. But if you don't know what you're doing with that, like don't cause you'll <laughs> waste money. And this yep. is actually, so they actually know what they're doing and they have a PR thing and we have, you know, uh, on paper we have an added uh pitch at for editorial playlists but that whole game has changed a lot and is very different than it was um and all I, one of my friends is it is possibly not even run by a person anymore so yeah 
uh, yeah, other than like New Music Friday, I think it's actually all algorithmic now. So who who knows? Who knows? It's, the game is ever changing, and I'm just trying to stay up on it. But yeah, but to your point, yes, it's definitely worth looking into. Cool. Well, guys, it was definitely a blast, and you know, super excited for this possible U.S. run and and hitting some of these cities that might be a little bit closer to Justin and myself. And uh, I, I know you, you mentioned we got at least one more single on this string of songs coming out pretty soon. Oh, so yeah. we, we'll, we'll be looking forward to that. And if you not, have not checked out their videos, their videos are great. And definitely go check out their Spotify and, you know, all their socials to stay in the loop. Uh, I know you guys are crushing the TikTok game, too. You guys are oh, on yeah. there doing your thing. So go in and give good terms a follow and uh like i said we appreciate you guys hanging with us and g bones hopefully uh <laughs> the, they'll let you master something yeah well no hopefully the bruins don't get <laughs> that go, president's bees. cup curse yeah Fuck that curse, yeah. Dude. yeah i think the caps the caps don't look like they have any uh chance for the playoffs so I'll, no, no they're, they're not even gonna be in the playoffs yeah, i think they were yeah. officially yeah. eliminated but yeah, uh i'll be joining geo on that then well, once again, guys, if if you like bands like Corn, Fall Out Boy, Alkaline Trio, <laughs> hey, go don't, don't forget about terms. your band and our band or whatever. Oh, your, no, new band and our band. New bands. Oh yeah, new bands. Yeah, hey, no, yeah, our fan. band and new band. <laughs> Watch this. Going it's going to refresh them. tomorrow, and it's going to be back to normal. That's well, so funny. No, I'm, I'm going to leave this page up so it is fresh. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you guys yep. so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. See ya. See ya.